the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halabi, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halabi. Hey there, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with me. <laughs> I appreciate you joining me for this hour of the program here. We're going to talk about a few things today. I don't know if it's going to be controversial <laughs> as if it isn't. Uh, we do our best, though. Uh, to back everything up with facts, because here's where the foundation is. Well, one, about your trust in me, and I appreciate that. Your trust in Dennis and Larry because they endorse us, and, and I don't take that lightly. That's a big deal to us, right? It took quite some time for them to say, okay, yes, we'll support you, Arif, and yes, we'll be your clients. And the reason is simple. Our name, your reputation, that's about all you have, right? People can take away almost anything. Was it the... Uh, one of the, the political, I'm sure he was a conservative, if I remember right, in the middle of a, of a trial accusing him of all sorts of things. Just like Harry Reid went after Mitt Romney and said he didn't pay his taxes. He made that up. He lied about it. And later on said, yeah, you know, it, it wasn't true. You know, the gentleman walks out of the courthouse and, he's, and he wins inequ- uh, unequivocally. And he says, well, you know, tell me what department I go to to get my reputation back. Right, right. where do I get my name back? So I'm telling you this because I want you to know that we're very careful about what we say and do. Total Financial Hour has been on for 17 years now, and it's, it's a big deal to teach and educate and kind of coach, if you will. I, you know, I think I've made it clear before, but you don't just take the information and say, and I went and did this because Arif said this, or Susie Orman said this, or, you know, Bob Brinker. If you, it doesn't matter. You have to meet with the financial professional because we give general advice, general conversations, because I want it to trigger your mind so that you go and say, oh, that's interesting. Let me research it. Or that's interesting. Let me ask my financial advisor that question. Or maybe that's something where you say, I'm going to call Arif. Our phone number, let me give that to you. It's 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847. All right? You might say, oh, I'll call, I'll call Arif and see if he can help me. And sometimes people do. They said, hey, you talked about this. I ask a few questions. I say, you know, that's not right for you because sometimes it isn't. Because in the conversations of, of your financial life, we have to separate some of the crazy ideas from the ones that are applicable to you. All right? Now, I want to go over a couple of things. This is pretty important. In retirement and preparing for retirement, We have found, I have found in 25 years as a financial professional, ready for what I have found? 
the biggest mistake used to be credit card debt. And in some cases it still is, but for whatever reason it seems to be less of an issue now. But what's more important now? Student loan debt. I mean, it's still debt, but it's student loan debt. It's you going out and saying, oh, my grandchild, you know, I'm going to take out a a loan so that I can give to my grandchild, or I'm going to borrow from my retirement account so my grandchild can go to college. Well, maybe that's not a good idea. In fact, it isn't a good idea to borrow any money to go to any college, in my opinion, is not worth it. Now, I know you're going to say, Eric, you just said it doesn't apply to everybody all the time, everything. So you must not be talking to me. Well, let me tell you who I'm talking to and you can decide. The first thing that really is important to me is to understand that you and your family, student loan debt is not something that can ever be eliminated. It doesn't go away. You, you get that. I mean, you can't file bankruptcy on it. It has to be paid. You can't retire and say, oh, well, I, I run the race up to age 67. I'm retired. Tough luck. You can't collect. There's around 150 people, oh, sorry, 150,000 people, 150,000 people currently collecting Social Security that are having their wages garnished, having their Social Security check garnished by the IRS to pay back student loan debt. This is an important thing, guys. Because when you build your financial plan of what I'm going to make an income, what I'm going to have in expenses, where we're going to live, how we're going to travel, I mean, you may not be exact, right? Because things change, your ideas, your desires, you kind of modify things as you go. But then to be surprised, remember that debt from your child 18 years ago, 37 years ago, whatever the number is, remember when you helped them, well, nobody ever paid that off. Now there's fees, fines, penalties, and interest. So when you think about that, whatever the number is that you started with, today the number is huge. So you have to ask yourself, am I willing to just not retire? You might be 52, and, but your daughter, you swore she could go to Stanford, or USC was her dream, or Georgetown, oh my gosh, that's the best. But I don't want you to get, take out student loans for her. Now, if you say, well, Air, if I have this rental property and I'm going to take out student loans and I'm just going to still collect, you know, rent on it. But then when she's done with school, I'm going to sell the property, pay off her loans, and we're going to live happily ever after. All right. Maybe that's a good plan. Right. If you're going to take out a loan, not because you need the money, but because it's a better financial, the numbers work, you know, the tools. Fine. Okay, good. But what I don't want you to do is to create a plan or a system that says, come heck or high water, don't worry, government, I've got your back. Because you understand that especially this government, the Biden administration, the far lefties, uh, that, that, uh, the squad and Pelosi and that, that group, you know what their job is, right? Their job is very simple. Their job is to just flood the country with debt. In other words, make it so inoperable that socialism is the only answer. I didn't used to think that. I thought it was a bit conspiratorial, but no, I actually think it's real because they keep making decisions that are so bad. They're asking for money from the government on the next budget for for just a whole host of 
add-ons and what we call pork. Everything from Michelle Obama's library. Wait, it's a private library, guys. We're, we're in debt as a nation. Sorry. Right? We're not eating filet mignon. Daddy's got to get a job first. You have to realize this. And so what the country is going through and what we're seeing, in my opinion, is the Democrat system is creating such a, a, a national push where it's putting these government operatives in the health departments, in child services, in regulatory agencies. So you then get in trouble for saying or doing something with your career, like you lose your liquor license or you lose your beautician's license. And you say, wait, what did that have to do with me calling that person a name? Listen, I, I'm, I'm not for racist rants. You know, I, I think that's disgusting. I'm not going to be your friend. But do I think you should lose your livelihood? Do I think you should go to jail? Like in Canada? By the way, you know they do that in Canada and in Great Britain for that matter. There's no such thing as free speech. They've made hate speech against the law. Hate speech. Do you realize there's no such thing as hate speech? I mean, you understand. It's like making up, you know, there's blue fairies that are flying around and little tiny wings and they have high-pitched voices. No, 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 folks. They don't exist. Hate speech is not a thing. It's you being upset, like a little two-year-old stomping your foot. That's just not fair. The F word, fair. And so what happens is simple. You get into trouble, right, economically speaking, and you look to the government and you say, give me a student loan. Instead of you looking in the mirror and saying, well, hey, listen, how about if I just try to figure this out? I'm going to get two jobs. My daughter's going to take six years to get through school. My son's going to have to work part-time. Sorry, he doesn't get into that big fancy school. He gets into the next school. Right? Or he, he takes off for two years, works, and then goes back to school. Oh, Eric, you know people never go back to school. Well, then you know what? His life is his own business. It isn't the government's job to make a guy who lives on Social Security pay extra taxes and it isn't just income taxes, guys. You can say, oh, well, he doesn't pay. He makes so little he doesn't pay income. Does he put gas in his car? Does he shop at the grocery store? Because everybody else pays taxes and they pass the price on to that person. So either you have a depth of ignorance about the economic system or you're being downright dishonest. So please, everybody from the single little old lady to the, to the multimillionaire, when you raise taxes, it affects everybody. And if you think that these people are going to get student loan debt paid for and that's just the way it goes, it's not going to happen. There just isn't money for it. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what you're thinking. There just isn't money. Right? You can decide, oh, but it's not fair. I don't understand. What did they do with all the money? Well, you're the ones that voted for them. Right in California, we keep having... Democrats from top to bottom, we know they're committing fraud. We know they're gerrymandering the system, that they're going to have to file bankruptcy. They're going to have to default. If it wasn't for the money that just was sent out from President Biden, California would be bankrupt by this summer. No question about it. Why do you think they fought so hard to keep President Trump in, uh, out of office? History will show they did a lot of shady things. A lot of people got involved that had no business to manipulate you and, and our system. Enemies of democracy, no question. 
they think they're doing it for the greater good. Right? <laughs> Go back and watch or read Ayn Rand's book, The Greater Good. These guys are, are taking, uh, you know, like a, a line. They can't even be creative. They can't even be creative enough to, to use their own words. The greater good, Arab. The greater good. What the heck? What are you, socialist? I'll tell you a story. It was in I- Ireland or Scotland. Forgive me. I know they're not the same. But it was one of those places where they had a lot of sheep. And what they did is they, they allowed a big community. So they had massive amount of acres in the center, homes on the outside, and everybody had little barns for their sheep. And every day they would let their sheep out. They would graze in the field and then they would go back home at night. And what kept happening year after year is the sheep overgrazed and it affected the whole community because everybody was trying to get their peace. Now, what that means is everybody was trying to get more. It's, it's almost like, oh, wait, looters at the Ralph's grocery store. Looters at Kroger, right? <laughs> Look at those people. People, Everybody's trying to grab something. You're like, do you even need that? No, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm just grabbing it. Or run on toilet tissue. Sir, ma'am, how many people are in your home? You have 75 rolls of toilet. It doesn't matter. I'm grabbing it. Well, this isn't an experiment that's new. So all the sheep, all the, the shepherds were trying to, to grab what they could in this field. Finally, the town fathers got together and said, you know, something's wrong here, guys. We keep having this problem. So here's what we're going to do. Each of you, for the amount of sheep you have, are going to have a certain amount of, of land. And so we're going to wall it off. And this is your farm. This is yours. That's yours. And they did this throughout the whole area. And you know what? Nobody ever overate or overgrazed that area. Why? Because when it's yours, you take better care of it. Surprise. Section 8 housing. Surprise. Right? Section 8 housing. It's not yours. So a lot of people, I used to go in their homes, right? When I was a policeman, I'd go in their homes and I would see, man, a car in the driveway with amazing shiny rims, $5,000 paint job, a stereo to die for. Inside their homes was was an amazing television, better than I had. Speaker system, but holes in the carpet. Roaches, no joke. Roaches crawling everywhere. They would never take care of the place, but they wanted stuff. You see, imagine if somebody else treated their car that way or their stereo or their television. They would be up in arms. But you see, they own those things. Home ownership is important, but you don't just go and give somebody a home. One of the things I've seen that's driving me crazy, I used to sit on the board and and used to build homes for, we call it Homes for Heroes. It's a Habitat for Humanity project, and it was for our military veterans that were returning back from Afghanistan uh, and from Iraq. And we would build these homes, and it was a great great, uh, physical and, and emotional support for these men and women. But when you have the, the organizations now, not just this organization, this one is a great one. I'm talking about the idea of building houses for people and just giving them a key. But you don't teach them the financial knowledge, the background, the ideas of how money works. And here's a mortgage-free house that you never had to work for. Suddenly they receive it. In no time, 
they refinance it and take money out. In no time, they sell it and take the cash and go rent somewhere else. Yeah, look at the statistics. You're going to have to dig for them. But I would venture to say it's probably close to 80% don't even own the place five years later. Because they don't know how to take care of it. It's not, it, you have to teach people about care. You don't just give somebody something and say, here's a loaded gun, go play with it. No, you have to teach. You have to educate, right? Oh, you, you're 20 years old. We're never going to give you driving lessons, but here's a fancy new car. Why? Because you deserve it. Because you were born. Deserve. Here you go. How quickly are they going to crash that car? Right? It's just there isn't value. It's the same thing with inheritance. You've heard me speak about this before. You shouldn't just give inheritance to all of your children or to anybody without strings attached. Now, unless they have proven themselves, financially speaking, they've proven themselves to be worthy of receiving more money, you know, earning the value of somebody else's effort. That's what it is. Right? When you live in a Section 8 house, when you get government assistance, somebody else worked their tail off so you can have something. So that means if you don't work hard for it, whatever that means, right? I don't know. You could put your own label on it. But if you don't work hard for it, you don't appreciate it. Well, that's the same thing with money. Oh, I'm going to live, you know, I have four kids. I'm going to leave equally each kid. Well, maybe not. You have to really understand that each child is different. Maybe strings attached. Maybe use it to say, listen, you have to take out student loans. Yeah, your life is going to stink for a while. If you want to go to that college and that thing, it's a huge mistake, but you're 18, 19 years old. You want to make it, you go make it. What do I think? Eh, I think you guys have your kids or grandkids go to two years of community college first. Have them go to a community college and practice and play and, and learn. Finally, they don't have a teacher, you know, breathing down their neck. Finally, they have the ability to, to explore and to not have to color within the box. Sorry, that is wrong. If you have an art student or an artsy person, they want that freedom. Let them learn. But I don't want you paying 1000 or $1,400 a class for that because that's what you're going to pay. Oops, sorry, I changed my major again. You're like, this. you've been there seven years, kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but Dad, you don't understand. I'm learning. I have fun. Yeah, right. So I say community college first. Have them work part-time in the summers. Work in the field in which they want to be in because then they're going to do it and say, wow, this is lousy. I'm not going to waste my time getting a degree. I had a client. His mom and dad were immigrants. They came to this country. Their dream was to have their son become a doctor. That's it, the dream. And his family, I, I, don't, I never saw this before, but it, they had webbed feet. That was kind of crazy. Webbed toes, you know, the skin in between. And here he was, fascinated by podiatry, so he became a podiatrist. That was, that's what he wanted to do. Only because his dad wanted him to do it. But once he had hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loans, his specialty, he was good at it, frankly, at a few offices. He was real good at it. He was in his 40s. His dad passes away. He sells everything within months and goes to become a real estate developer. Why? Because that's what he wanted to do his whole life. Somebody else wanted him to be a doctor. 
and they settled him with the student loan debt. Now, he paid it all off. He ended up with some money at the end of the day, of course, at 40-something years old, and he became a real estate developer. Now, had he had the freedom in a community college to go work in a hospital or work around physicians and say, well, you know what? This really isn't my love. My love is real estate. So I, I encourage you to take a deep breath with your kids. Now, they don't get to sit around and do nothing. They have to be exploring different career fields. Today, can I export my car to China and have it repaired? Think about that for a minute. No is the answer. How about, oh, I got an idea. I have plumbing problems at my home. Can I, can I send that to, uh, uh, no, is that answer. But can you have an air conditioner manufactured overseas? Yep, you sure can. Can I have a car manufactured overseas? Yep, you sure can. Down in Mexico, up in Canada, yes. But when it comes to a career for your child, they can make a killing by running their own business, understanding business, and doing what they love. It used to be so rare that our kids would go to college, right? You would save up your whole life. You'd work in the fields, work in the factory. You'd send one child off to college, usually the oldest boy. Don't blame me. Don't hate the messenger. <laughs> and you'd all sit around, you'd check your watch, and you'd wait for him to return. And when he does... Three, four, five years later, you say, gosh, tell me what the system is about. Tell me what, pull us out of poverty. And that child would pull. And the father would say, I'm going to sacrifice my life as a laborer, physical, physically working. The mom might take care of the kids. She might be a nanny or housekeeper or maid. So that her kids had a chance. So when you went to college, you, didn't just, you weren't just carrying yourself, your ideas. You carried a family. You carried a history. Right? I mean, ask me how I know. That was my life. That was our life. You're going as, a, as the, the representative of the group. But today, it's not that way anymore. I want to encourage you to think the system has changed. Information comes to you for free. I've been saying this for 15 years. Information comes to you for free. No need anymore to send your kids to a very expensive college to come back and work as a teacher. You just can't. We have a client that uh, undergrad at Harvard, grad school at Yale, became a t an educator. Her coworkers went to community college, child development courses, then off to Cal State Northridge, School in the San Fernando Valley in L.A. And guess what? <laughs> Makes the same amount of money as the lady whose family spent $300,000 on education. That's right, because the, the career decides. The career chosen decides the pay, not your pedigree of where you went to school. I mean, ask anybody, 15 minutes after you graduate high school and you're working at your job, did anybody say, what did you get on your 11th grade history test? Come on in here. Let's talk about it. Nobody cares. What do they care about? What do I want you to teach your grandchildren, your children, whomever it might be, to show up on time, to be honest, to be worthy of trust, also known as trustworthy, 
to be somebody who's going to get along well with others, to somebody who's going to be curious and learn. And by the way, while you are you know, working at a new job, your job is to get better at that job, not just nine to five, but go home and study and research and learn about your career. There are terms you learned about today, study. There are terms you learned about today, research. You better be reading books. You better be going on websites and YouTube videos, whatever it might be, to get better at that new career that you've just chosen. Because yes, you are new. If somebody like me still researches on the weekends or I'm still playing, you know, looking and, and my free time, why wouldn't you tell your kids, right? Or your grandchildren. You got to tell them because here's what, that's what they get fired for. You understand that? They don't get fired for what's on their resume. They get fired because of who they are as a person. They steal. They can't get along well with others. They cheat. They lie on their time card. That, that's hard. Very hard to teach. Hey, guys, stay with me. I've got some more on symbolism over substance. How certain things are destroying the economy. And maybe you can help. When we come back on the Total Financial Hour, I'm Eric Hallaby, 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847. Stay with me. Learn about financial power, the Total Financial Hour. Now Arif has a plan for me. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the Total Financial Hey there, welcome to the show. Thanks for staying with me. For those of you brand new, I appreciate you joining me this half hour. Listen, we're talking about your family's finances as we continue with the Total Financial Hour. My number is 888-997-3847, 888-99-RETIRE. We're talking about uh, what I call symbolism over substance and really even crises, which means more than one, <laughs> problems created just so that they could solve them. Now, I had to look this up. I knew that it existed because all of you have worked around people like that. In the military, you know, they call them spotlight rangers for, for my military friends. You know, the, a person who's, who creates a problem and then has everybody look at them as they solve the problem they just created so that they can receive the attention. Simple? Okay. Well, that's similar to what I see is happening, and I'm sure what you see is happening, with certain crises right, crises right here in California, right here in southern Utah, Right here in uh, Las Vegas, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. We see it in Seattle. We see it happening in Portland, right here in our our backyard in Detroit, right, where my mom's from. We see it happening in all of these places, Flint, Michigan. They created the water problem, and then the Democrats said, look at us solving the water problem. Like, you guys are the ones that created it to begin with. People were yelling about it for years. Oh, but they're black minorities and the Democrats really don't pay attention to them, uh, just so you know. You know, if you're a minority, uh, the Democrats take you for granted. Every four years, they come knocking and say, you better or else, right? They might buy your vote like Huey Long used to do. Hey, here's a few dollars. Hey, kid, come and vote with me, right? Remember that uh, movie about the gentleman who created the war, right? The Afghanistan, basically, it was a secret CIA operation to fight in Afghanistan against the Russians, and he funneled the Taliban that we know now, the Mujahideen. What was it, Williams War? Or I'll remember the name in a second. 
But he created this place. He was a Democrat congressman out of Texas. Okay, a, a conservative Democrat, but still a Democrat. He would drive around in his pickup truck and pick up black voters when it was time to vote. He would give them a ham or a watermelon, whatever he would do. He'd give them food, pick them up, take them to the polls to vote. Now, I actually... At least half of that I respect, right, because somebody physically is voting, as opposed to today the Democrats just lie and cheat and have an entire apartment building, right, where there's 100 people voting, but there's only 16 people that live there. Oh, yeah, there are 100 people that voted. Oh, imagine that, all for the exact same person. Surprise. We know the Democrats cheated on the election. We know it. Now, was it enough to win or not? That's something that it's going to take a President Trump's investigation, just like how he found out the FBI Lied and wiretapped a president of the United States. A big deal, guys. That would have never been found out. Hillary Clinton's debacle never would have been found out had it not been for President Trump. So what are the crises that that are murmuring, that are simmering underneath the system right now in the United States? Well, let's talk about West Coast because, look, that affects everybody because these clowns are the same ones running the country. The progressive Democrats, they're about 20 years ahead of the game in California. But it's a, it's a parabolic thing, meaning it has now accelerated. So in California, you want to see what the United States will be after a, a second term of, well, a third term of, of Obama, right? I guess that's what we're in now. Fourth term will be Kamala Harris. Because, you know, President Obama has not left Washington, D.C. We think him and Susan Rice were the ones pulling the strings, if you will, behind the, the tripping up of the uh, Trump administration. Trying to, we're going to impeach you. We're impeaching you. We're outraged. We're just completely outraged. Now we're really, really, really outraged. And nobody says anything about the kids in cages down at the border that Kamala Harris has created as the border czar. What's another crisis that, is, that has been created? The drought in California. Now that affects Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado. Because the Colorado River is used to funnel water drinking water to Southern California. But let me give you a little bit of background. The Sacramento-San Joaquin Delta, which is up in Central California, if you look at the map, it empties out into the San Francisco Bay. It's fresh water, folks. comes down off of the mountains, rivers, the streams, the snowmelt. Trillions with a T. T in the front, S in the back. Trillions of gallons of water every week go out to sea. We used to harness that water to, to water the vegetables of more than 4 million acres of farmland, 4 million acres, primarily in the Central Valley, also known as the breadbasket to the nation, which is Fresno, Visalia, Bakersfield, that area. 25 million people in Central and Southern California were also given some drinking water from there. And all the water transported through the Sacramento-San Joaquin Delta is a partial or total source of drinking water for two-thirds of the state of California until the far-left Democrats, progressives, I would say close to terrorists because they're the they're the ALF people, right? The, the PETA, the violent arm of PETA. Not the people that love animals. I love animals, but I'm not going to firebomb a clinic, right? You wouldn't do that, You're, most of you. That's, that's, that's nutty. Until they find two little fish called the Delta Smelt. Ready for this? They made up the name. 
<laughs> smelt. You, you wouldn't want to save a smelt fish, but they called it the Delta smelt. Not Delta Burke, Delta smelt. Very similar, but completely different. And they created this. It's a natural ecosystem has been so modified that the native fish species are at risk of extinction. And non-native species are more common than native species. Some delta levies are also so weak that it's going to cost money to repair. But don't worry, because no longer can water be exported out of the delta. A judge, a judge decided you have to stop the pumping of the water. So who's going to water the vegetables? Who's going to water the trees? I got it. We're going to take from the original drinking water that Southern Californians and, and Central Californians have been using, Colorado River, Mono Lake, and we're going to divert it to water vegetables instead of just give drinking water because no longer can the trillions, T in the front, S in the back, of gallons be used because we're trying to save two little fish. And most experts will tell you, privately at least, they've done me. I've been on tours of that facility on uh, three occasions. And experts will privately tell you that they think those two fish were planted by environmentalists. They will say they've never seen them before, they've never seen them since. They got stuck in the piping system. They got stuck in the... And so... The 38 million people of California are not going to have any drinking water because of that. They have to now pull their drinking water and their irrigating water from a source that has no, no, source, no power. You know this. If you live, if you're involved in water, it happens to be an avocation of mine. In other words, I'm interested in it a lot, maybe more so than the average person. I'll share some things with you that I think are pretty important in a second. But what it does is it causes a rift between Las Vegas and, and uh, California and, and the cities that are run along the Colorado River, the Indian tribes, Native American, I guess we're calling them these days, Native American tribes. And, and so what we've done is, is we've put more pressure. And I remember that they, in school, they would show like a trickling of water, you know, just barely coming out like a faucet dripping. That's the, that's the Colorado River out to the Gulf. There it is. Drink, drink, drip, drip. There's just not enough water to even make it through the rest of the, the Colorado River. So cities along the river, Parker, Arizona, Lake Havasu, they all have problems. They, they think, wait a second, you guys are pulling too much water out. There's actually formulas and, and uh, agreements. And... But you realize it's a man-made caused disaster. The drought in California, which affects all of those southern states, is man-made by a judge. And some would say two environmentalists that planted the fish. A judge, not a group of people, not, not folks that say, hey, listen, are we okay with the Delta smelt being extinct so that we can feed, grow vegetables at a discount, provide living wages for people, nutrition, fresh, fresh fruits? Are we okay with losing a species of fish? Well, there's, there's fish that feed on the fish. 
that that's fine. Uh, there's going to be pro- listen. There's new species coming. There's new species going. Do you guys realize it has always happened? There, there's always been new species coming and new going. There's a Harvard study done. Stay with me. You'll see why this connects in a second. There was a Harvard study done years ago, and it researched all of the organizations that said how many people die a year from different diseases. American Health, uh, American Heart Association, um, American Cancer, pediatric, this uh, pancreatic cancer, heart attack, uh, a stroke, and on and on and on, child drownings, shootings, car accidents. And they looked at all of those studies of how many Americans die each year that are purported in each one of these studies. Because you and I get the pamphlet and it isolates that group. And you're like, wow, that many people die of gunshots. I'm pro, pro-gun pro control. Oh, that many people die of car baby seats. What? Drownings? We need, and car, you know, bike riding, we need, gosh. And you get excited about those little things. This study grouped all of those together. And then it eliminated some duplicates, what they would have reasonably considered a duplicate. For example, American Cancer Society is also going to take credit for pancreatic cancer person. Okay, so you have to, you have to eliminate one. You can't count the same person twice. So guess how much the study came up with how many Americans die each year? Now, there's about 300 million at the time, 300 million Americans. Guess how many people died each year in this study? 520 million Americans. <laughs> see, if you, see if you figure this one out. They, they all claim, because guess what you'll do? You'll give them more money. <laughs> Can you say COVID? <coughs> Sorry, COVID? Sorry. <clears throat> if we phony up the numbers, we give them more money. Governments, congressmen and women, state legislatures, private companies, Walmart Foundation. Everybody just gives, gives, gives. The worse it is, breast cancer, pink, uh, prostate cancer, whatever it is, you realize 500 million Americans die? Wait, wait, or not? Meaning the studies that, that come out have a purpose. So back to these crises that are created. I think in a few weeks now, looking back and talking to 31 Doctors, nurses, nurse practitioners, 31 of them are clients, people that have come in my office, professionals, privately. Out of 31 of them, four of them say you should wear a mask. Now, you can keep wearing a mask if you want, if you feel like you're sick or, or you're, 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 what is it, immune suppressant. That's up to you. But just don't call it something that it isn't. Don't tell me you're saving a Delta smelt when you just want to have less people in California because you don't like people. Okay, fine. But don't lie about it. Don't lie about the numbers of how many people die of whatever disease so that you can get more money. That's dishonest. Remember, that's how you get fired from your job, unless you're a politician. Then, like Joe Biden said, I misspoke, right? That guy was at... uh, a hero of every single war since the Revolutionary War. Just listen to him. You know, his latest story of Amtrak. You know, uh, Joe Nessie Bobo would uh, come by and he would 
pinch my cheek when I was vice president. Secret Service would get all excited. I would come home on the train to visit my grandmother, or sorry, my my dying mother. Except, <laughs> Joe, I don't know if you know about this. Uh, that guy in his obituary died 10 years before he ever became vice president. The same guy he's saying that was the, uh, that was the conductor. And uh, his mother had passed away before he would go on a train as vice president to go visit her sick in the hospital. She wasn't there. You see, that's indicative of what happens with people that, that are losing their faculties. They mix time and space. Who do I think is the evil person in the story? Jill Biden. Shame, shame on Jill Biden. Your job is to protect the man, his history, his integrity. I don't agree with things that he said or done, but he's still somebody's husband and it's her responsibility, right? I tell you this. If I walk out of the bathroom, my zipper's down or I got something hanging from my ear, my wife is supposed to say, hey, 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 let me fix your tie. Hey, zip your zipper, right? I mean, that's what husband, wife, you got something in your parsley in your teeth. Friends, we're supposed to take care of each other. Right? I'm not going to just let you go on out and make a fool out of yourself. Apparently, power is more important to her than the vows she gave to her husband. So when you think about symbolism over substance, as long as we look like we care about the environment, as long as President Biden looks like he's a man of the people, as long as the, the organization to eradicate Child dying in car seat things, right? Oh, traffic. As long as it looks like they're doing something, then the truth doesn't matter. I'm telling you, the crisis that was created and still is going on because of a judge who stopped the pumps pumping water to the Central Valley of California puts more pressure on the Colorado River which affects all of the, the states that border the Colorado River, all of the cities that count on it. And you might say, well, gosh, Eric, oof, my time involved in activism has come and gone. Great. Be prepared to write the checks. Because you understand that this means something very simple. It means you as a retiree, you're the only one with the money, they're creating a problem. Do you think this problem is just solved by what? A hug? Right? A, a hug and then and a, and a puppy dog. No, no, no. These are problems that are solved with money. Your money. These are problems that take taxpayer, both state and federal tax money, from your pocket. Now, listen, poor people are going to pay a lot more percentage-wise. Right? If somebody makes 30000 a year... And, and they're going to tax everybody $5,000, that hurts a poor person a lot. Because they still have to drive to work. They still have to pay for the gasoline and for the food and the groceries and electricity. So a wealthy person that makes 300000 a year, and in some cities that's not very wealthy, but just, just so you know, for comparison, the 5000 even if it's $8,000, doesn't matter to them as much. Nobody wants to pay it. But who are these silly rules going to impact? Who are they going to gaslight or scare 
or, or put at risk, those guys are coming to get you. Look at how much you are paying in taxes. I am your saving grace. Give up these freedoms and come follow me, says the progressives. I don't know. I wish it wasn't that way. I used to be one. You guys heard heard me say that, right? And coming out of college, that's what I was. I didn't like President Reagan. The way they taught us about him in school and college was uh, was not something that he was a good guy. Just put it that way. You had to get out. You had to research. You had to read your own books and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's who are they talking about again? Oh, this is the same person, huh? What kind of indoctrination? is happening today when 90% plus, 90% plus of the educators in the large school districts, New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, 90% of them are admitted Democrats or progressives. There's no diversity. That means if you're going to try to confront these people with the facts that I just gave you, You have to, it's like pushing a rock uphill. It isn't going to be easy. Right? So so this is not a simple process. You have to figure out a way to keep, to protect your money and then give it to where you want it to go. And, And think of it like this. Listen. Um, you know, the political season is acting up again, right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to start happening here in the other end of summer. All right, here it comes. And you're going to decide who am I going to give money to and for what or, or who am I going to help or support or put a sign in my yard. You're going to make those decisions or nothing. Maybe you'll do nothing. And I want to encourage you to realize you're not going to find a perfect candidate. Right? Even if I run I'm going to find things wrong with me. Oh, gosh, I wish I never said that. Oh, gosh, I wish I never did that. Right? The same thing with you. I always say, people said, oh, but what about President Trump when he said this? I go, listen, I'll be married to my wife next month for 30 years. Do you think I've agreed with her 100% of the time? More importantly, do you think she's agreed with me 100% of the time? Of course not. I'm not going to agree with my wife, let alone a president or a governor or mayor or city council person, chief of police. I don't agree with anybody 100% of the time. Yeah, but what he said was, yeah, that's right. And you said stupid stuff too. Yep, you sure did. You should know better. Your parents, embarrassed by you. This, you shouldn't have done. So you're going to find a politician, not somebody that you think is perfect, because they aren't. Not somebody that you agree with 100%, because you won't. But you find the person that is the better of the two or three or four choices. And that is the person you support. That is the person you get behind. Because the way to change these silly laws, they are impacting you and me. You know how many people lost their life and their life savings and their their entire fortune because of the Democrat progressive system of deforestation? Right? You understand, they don't allow that. What, what they did is rather simple. They just said, no longer are we going to allow the ability to clean out or clear up the, uh, uh, the forest. And I used to live in the forest. I used to live up in the mountains uh, at 6,100 feet in elevation. And we would get snow months out of the year. 
and I would drive down to work down literally at the beach when I, when I was a policeman in Los Angeles. I would work at the beach detail and live up at 6,100 feet, wear shorts and a polo shirt to work and have to have a parka or, or a big jacket to come home. So I lived in the forest. It affected us. But the deforestation, right, they say natural wildfires, just natural wildfires. But it's also a man-made event. There's an important distinction because wildfires are nothing more than a part of nature's way of cleaning things up, making the soil rich, clearing the way for fresh underbrush. It's how pine cones sprout, believe it or not. The heat doesn't kill the, the seeds of a pine cone. They actually force it to open up, sprout, and create new trees. But it used to be part of a deforestation system, meaning the dead underbrush, the trees that were knocked down. We would clean that up. But over the past 40 or 50 years, the Democrat system, the environmental wackos, have gotten into place and they said, hey, listen, we're not going to let this happen anymore. So, of course, there's always been, quote, fires. Oh, but man is now living closer to, than ever to the wilderness. There is a way to manage it. We have done it. Some states do it currently, and they're fine. But we lose an entire city called Paradise virtually an entire city. We had clients that lost homes, second homes, vacation homes. Horrible. And they wouldn't allow involvement. So when I say that, that the far left's idea of running this system, creating chaos, creating the only opportunity that to solve it is them, it will affect your retirement accounts very simply. It's going to put pressure so you have to pay more just to live where you want to live. And guess what? inflation. So in a future show, we're going to cover inflation, how that's going to impact your retirement, because it's here, and how to keep you from not enjoying. You need to enjoy retirement. That's part of what it's about. 888-99-RETIRE. 888-997-3847. Thanks for listening. I'm Arif Hallaby. Appreciate hearing from you. You have a great day. About financial power, the total financial hour. Now Arif has a plan for me, higher income strategy. I'll retire comfortably.